Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hello there, you Lego maniacs and Lego depressives. I see you. Your, your tiny two-stack buildings are, are fine. I appreciate you. Uh, it's it's Lego time on Wizard and the Bruiser, and uh, this is an interview that I'm very excited about. Uh, you know, we're switching things up a little, but uh, Lego Masters is currently uh, ripping up the airwaves on Fox. Maybe you watched it after the Super Bowl, and... Um, uh, our guest this week is a Lego master, part of the Bearded Builders, uh, Oregon's own, uh, Boone Langston. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Doing okay. This has been a really fascinating topic. I feel like I've been, <laughs> I, it's, I feel like a Jane Goodall of the Plastic Kingdom right now. I'm just yeah. like kind of observing from the, from the bushes this very fascinating form of life. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, people have been coming out of the woodworks saying like, "Hey, uh, you know, we've all the whole family has gotten back into Lego this week," or like, "I pulled my box of Legos out from, you know, my childhood, and and I'm getting back into Lego." So I just I keep getting all these messages, and uh, people are getting excited about it and discovering that there's this whole world of really diehard Lego enthusiasts out there. Oddly enough, I didn't even realize you were on the show when I first contacted you. I uh, just was doing research, and a lot of your videos on Beyond the Brick and your own YouTube channel were just so informative, and you were just so on the ball. I was like, oh, why do I need to introduce people to the world of Lego? <laughs> this guy's amazing. I told Hol I told my co-host Holden about it, and he was like, okay, whatever. Uh, cut to yesterday. He starts texting me frantically. He's like, wait, you got Boone? We're doing Boone? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck yay. yeah, we got Boone. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad to know, you know, it's sort of crazy that before Lego Masters, I'm sure that a lot of people who are experiencing that, you know, from sort of the other end of my content, largely, I don't hear from them, right? Like, <laughs> if they enjoy it, they watch it, they move on. Some of them I hear from in comments and whatever. But now it's it's like... A uh, lot more people reaching out, a lot more people feeling connected to the whole thing. And, and uh, so I appreciate that. And I'm happy to join you. So besides uh, being a reality television star, which, as we know, is the most brilliant and long lasting form of showbiz uh, careers. <laughs> what else do you uh, what else do you do as part of your existence? How, how what is a you know, what is your day to day life look like? Where's where's your how do you how do you fill the days? Yeah, so I've been doing video production for a number of years, and I have a master's degree in education. So I've kind of done both of those things for you know a lot of years. So right now, most of my most of my video production work 
you know, has something to do with the Lego, the global Lego fan community. And my education work is uh, I, I'm with my four-year-old at uh, her preschool. So since she got to preschool, I just have kind of supplemented, you know, what I do, you know, all the various streams that I have by uh, joining her at preschool. And I, I, volu- or I don't volunteer. I, I do work there. I'm, a, I'm an assistant teacher. Uh, and, and so this is my second year there. So I, I do that part time, three days a week. Are you the and, good cop or the bad cop? Because the assistant teacher uh, is either <laughs> is either where you go to catch a break, or like when the real when the uh, sorry real teacher that's very insulting uh, when the head teacher doesn't want to get their hands dirty all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, I think we I think we switch off from time to time. I don't think either of us are are terribly bad copish, but. Uh, you know, I'm there to you gotta let those four year olds yeah, know who's yeah, boss. Yeah. You got to teach. Um, so uh, one of the things I'm fascinated by is the kind of careers that can exist for a Lego master or I guess is master an, an official rank and you're just a builder until someone deems you are a Lego master. How does that work, actually? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, actually. There's there aren't very many official titles and the word. Lego master is something that is sort of specific to this, you know, this uh, world of reality TV shows, which started in the UK, went to Germany, went to Australia, and is now in the United States. And people who win these competitions sort of get this official title of Lego master. But I'm not really sure what it means beyond that. There are Lego certified professionals, I believe is what they're called. And, and I have in the past heard them called master builders. Yes. And and there are only a few of them in the world. I think like, you know, there at some times there might be like 13 of those people in the world and they're like Brickman from uh from the Australian version. He was the judge or they're like Nathan Sawaya which he does the art of the brick. So if you've ever seen like the the pictures of the yellow man <laughs> ripping open his chest and p- Lego pieces pop falling out. That's that's Nathan Sawaya. So I'm in New York. That guy had a gallery in Times Square for like a year right. and a half. Yeah, yeah, and he he's got um he and Brandon Griffith work together, and they've, they've got the uh, the Lego Central Perk. It's like a life size recreation of Central Perk from the Friends <laughs> series all completely made out of Lego and that's traveling around the United States right now. But those, those guys are, I think, I think they're called Lego certified professionals and they have often been called master builders in the past. But when the Lego movie came out, you know, that sort of obscured the phrase master builder because Mm -hmm. that, you know, was sort of like a, a, a theme of that first Lego movie. And so, you know, that, that gets thrown around a lot. Um, and now, you know, with the TV show, there's this added Lego Master title, and I I think it's sort of yet to see what exactly that will mean for people. And what do you call like the just the legions of like Czechoslovakian factory workers who have to build like all the stuff for Legoland and all the toys and all the toy stores? Like who are they? Oh, okay, yeah. So there's a that's an interesting question. Um, there are model shops. So those are, those are called model shops, and those are all over the world. There's one in. Enfield, Connecticut, where is the Lego headquarters in the United States. There's also another one down, you know, near San Diego, where Legoland California is. There's one in Billund, Denmark, where the whole company began and the original Legoland exists. Um, and so those those people are called Lego model designers or Lego model builders, and they work in the Lego model shop. And, and like you said, they build the giant 
sort of like brick built sculptures that you see on display at the Lego store at the you know Lego the various Legoland locations. Yeah, and a, a lot of those folks are you know kind of involved in the fan community, and and people from the fan community might get jobs at those places. Or they might leave those jobs and continue to be connected to the fan community. And so, you know, there's sort of a, a I don't know, is it incestuous the right word there? But anyway, it's a lot of different kinds of jobs you can have. And then all of the Lego product designers, you know, the, the people who design the products that you can buy off the shelf, all of those people work in Denmark at, mm-hmm. at, the, at the corporate headquarters. It's such a fascinating world. And I desperately want to pick your brain about it uh but i i got ahead of myself we need to get to know you we need to yeah, get no to problem. know like what's what's we gotta let's get in the brain of boone for a second um as, as as a kid obviously that's when everyone is first introduced to legos and uh were you more like the big tub of random pieces in the rec room kind of kid or were you the kind of youngster that like got the big set on christmas and would just like fully zen out following the instructions over the course of a week I actually really loved both. I can name a number of big sets that I got and like how old I was at Christmas when I got them. But I also loved yard sales, like coming upon the, um, you know, just a giant bucket at a yard sale. And and my folks were really into yard sales. So we would find those from time to time. And, and I would bring those home and, you know, just getting a big random bucket of Lego from a yard sale as a kid really provided me this freedom that I didn't feel I had. Like, like if I, if I put all the time and energy into building a big kit that my folks bought for me off the shelf, I, sometimes I would take those apart and I would build other things, but I would always feel drawn to rebuild what the instructions mm. gave me. But if I came across a big bin from a yard sale or, or a secondhand store or wherever, I would feel this incredible freedom to just like use those pieces for whatever I wanted. And, and, and so the worlds that I created were kind of this mashup of the two. I would have certain sets, you know, that came off the shelf that I loved, that I would build and hold on to. And then I would build these other ridiculous things to kind of like put into the world with them and they would sort of in- exist together. Among those sets, it's one of the most fascinating things that uh, doing the research, uh, especially for fans of our specific age, um, facial hair, makeup, and girth, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> is how the sets that I loved, the sets that I was obsessed with, stuff like Aquanauts and Spireus mm-hmm. and all these like high concept kind of uh, adventure sets were part of the dark era, was part of like the, the doomed uh, like kind of failure state of Lego before their great rebirth. Did you like, uh, is it weird, like kind of seeing how your specific era of Lego nostalgia is like, uh, how is it looked on in the fan community? Yeah, that's really interesting because I sort of think of, so like you mentioned Spireus, that's a really interesting one. Like, I mean, I, I, I was the first one I could think of. I honestly, I was more of an Ice Planet 2002 kid. Yeah, when, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I had more Ice Planet. I had more Ice Planet than any other sub theme. And I... Uh, I was really interested in M-Tron because the, the colors were so cool and the magnets, you know, I loved. You know, I sort of think of like that, like, it, it was just a very like, like immediately post-classic Lego. You know what I mean? Mm. You think of like classic space, you think of classic town before it was called city. And it's like in the in the very late 80s and early 90s, I sort of think of that as a time that like, it was, I guess, just after they started like exploring some kind of ridiculous stuff and it was, and it was cool, 
Mm-hmm. Of course, this is just in my mind. I'm sure there are people who are older than me or younger than me that might disagree. But but then it's like by the mid-90s and late 90s, they had lost sight of like, what are the ridiculous things that we can do that are cool? And they just went further into like, what is just ridiculous and like not marketable? You know what I mean? What is considered the most ridiculous? What is like kind of the, if I would, you know, if I'm attending uh, a convention and like I'm doing a panel, someone wants to make like a quick like snide joke. Uh-huh. What's like the go-to punching bag uh, set? Yeah, uh, Galador. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> or or a time cruisers. Those what? ones get a lot of time cruisers. Was uh, like ninety six, ninety seven, and it was really looked like a mashup of a bunch of parts from a bunch of different <laughs> themes. Um, and it was this like you know kind of a scientist and a kid who would travel through time and collect stuff from all the different themes of Lego. Oh, Rick and they Rick and Morty did. It, yeah, it was like, yeah, or even, you know, Doc and Marty, it was that kind of thing and and uh they that caught a lot of flack. The interesting thing is those themes have some really you know, really passionate followings. So Galador has kind of made this swing to where it's still not popular, but the people who love it are, you know, rabid about it. Mm-hmm. And um, there was even a there was a a fan convention last year where they had this whole like theme of Galador stuff, and they they got the guy who played the kid in the Galador TV show to come be a guest <laughs> at their convention, and so he was signing people's autographs and taking pictures and. And all that stuff. So yeah, so it's weird. It's like those those are the two that if you throw those out, people will be like, "Oh yeah, he gets it." But at the same time, you're going to run into people that are really like, "No, Galador's the most incredible thing. We want it back." You know, but it was a executive decision when we were doing uh, the first episode that like Bionicle just has to be its own thing. Oh, Bionicle yeah. is like almost like not even a part of this. It's it's its own like magical thing separate is that like is that true because like the level of to this day diehard bionicle fans out on the internet is something that i had no i would have thrown it in with galador i had no idea it like made that much of an impact yeah it is definitely its own thing um there are it's really interesting to talk about or to think about because there are some people who are just like, yeah, those are the those parts are in the system. We use them. We do whatever. There are other people who like won't even walk by those tables at a convention because they don't even consider it like the same. You know, they don't even respect like they don't respect <laughs> that stuff as like something that's worthy of being at the same conventions. But I know some guys who build incredible stuff. I should say guys and gals. I know people who build incredible stuff with those Bionicle pieces. Um, and I've seen some really awesome stuff, you know, sort of using Bionicle and what we call system brick and <laughs> mixing them together. Do, do you know the guy who made those um, very elaborate uh, Pokemon? Uh, I don't really, like, he, I used to work at an internet clickbait site and like, it was a big deal at some point a couple of years ago that this guy kept making uh, very intense, very intricate Pokemon and he used a lot of Bionicle parts. And this was the first inkling I ever got that there was schisms in the Lego community because people were like, um, there's a lot of Technic and Bionicle in there. I don't think you should like label this as a Lego build. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I'm not familiar with that. I would have to look him up to, you know, it, it might be someone I'm familiar with and I'm just not connecting them to oh, the, yeah. the Pokemon builds. 
But um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And some other people don't think anything of it. It's like, yeah, Bionicle is just one of the themes that you that you see at, at a convention. And uh, you know, I've I've mentioned I've said the word convention a lot because that's that's one of the most tangible expressions, uh, you know, in in an experience form of the Lego fan community, right? So you can go to a Lego convention, you can walk around the floor, and you get this very visual perspective of like what is going on. You know what is represented in in this in this fan community, um, but of course it's not just f- conventions. It, it exists online, of course, as you said, um, and it you know it exists in in other forms. There are clubs, um, and, and so yeah, the the Bionicle it made a huge impact for a very certain I'd say age group in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but like you know, there's a guy on YouTube. Can I mention people specifically? Of course. There's a guy on YouTube called Jang Bricks, and he runs one of the largest, you know, most followed Lego related YouTube channels on 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 the platform. And he started out just talking about Bionicles, <laughs> and he would just like put a Bionicle character on a white background and talk about it, and and then he'd do it again the next week, you know, and and that and now. He covers like almost every product and he's had to go through, you know, various iterations of like what his channel is really supposed to be because of YouTube and their odd practices. But he he exploded because there were all of these people out there that were like, yes, Bionicle, we want Bionicle back. It, It disappeared and then it came back and then it disappeared again. And and, you know, it's still popular and people are still building crazy things out of those pieces. But, uh, but I mean, it's fun. I I have a lot of respect for those guys. I I'm not in the camp of disregarding that system as you know something inferior, you know. And I I enjoy using a lot of those pieces, you know, as as like more detail elements in in the builds that I create. But I wouldn't say I lean heavily into that system for for my models. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so um let's get into the uh the uh the fandom community because it really is a community there's uh sites where people gather there's conventions every year all over the world there's uh terminology there's all these things it is a full-blown uh fandom uh you know for a beginner for someone like kind of peering in um as someone who's experienced it uh how would you say the story of that community kind of first started coalescing and how it grew and like what were kind of um at least in your own experience how did you discover it yeah that's a that's a good uh broad <laughs> that's a good question a good 
clarification to make because I I really wasn't there for the you know the inception of the fandom itself. And what I do know is that it really started in like message boards and on some sites that you know were dedicated to you know uh, stuff about Lego, and that's sort of where adult enthusiasts gathered. And those terminologies were were you know largely developed on those message boards all of the little acronyms for stuff and and people would would you know share pictures of the things they built and and I'd say that like some of the conventions now are probably like some of the long running conventions are probably getting close to uh like 20 years old so I, I know that there were events before you know I know that there were events in the 80s there were events in the 90s but um I I think like as far as the the community sort of like congealing and and being a thing that exists on sort of a consistent basis is 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 about 20 years old um and uh, there there are going to be people that are going to be like no Boone I was on blah 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 in the 80s it's been 40 years or whatever but um you know I think like as far as consistent events or consistent sites you know we're kind of like it really became a thing sometime shortly after the turn of the century. So, but I wasn't really into it then. I was like building my first proton pack at that time and cosplaying as a Ghostbuster. And I did that for a lot of years and I don't anymore, but my stuff's hanging up on the wall over there. But um, when I discovered the Lego fan community, it was by attending the public side of a convention. So most fan conventions have like a four-day private convention for the super enthusiasts who want to pay more and do more and go to more and learn more and get more connected and show their stuff. And then two days of that, the whole place will open up to the public for, for you know, families and people who are just kind of interested or just starting to get interested to pay a little bit to come see all the stuff that all those super fans brought. And I know that that's, that's a way that a lot of people get connected to begin with. And then at some point you realize, well, how do I show something here? Because you go and you see people's stuff and you see the brilliant things that they come up with. And, and I couldn't help but get inspired. And that's when I, it was after the local convention that I, I found out that there's a local club in town. And it's called a Lego Users Group. And ours happens to be a recognized Lego Users Group. So that's, we have somewhat of an official connection to Lego, the company. Um, and uh, so, you know, then I started going to those meetings and there was a challenge each month to, you know, to build something for the meeting. And that really got my juices flowing of like building stuff, you know, as an adult with kind of this like new imagination. Because of course we, I think most of us did that when we were kids, but it had been a lot of years and I, I never... Do you remember a, uh, spe- I'm sorry, do yeah. you remember a specific build at one of these early group meetings that you attended that like really opened your eyes? Just some, like some novel way of approaching this system that made you go like, oh, you can, you can do that? Yeah, well, and I, I think I remember a name and I, I, I mean, I remember the builds, but it was that this name that was attached to these two completely different builds stuck out to me. And it was Paul Hetherington. And he had a build called Mouse Guard, which was sort of like a representation of the book series. And it had it had like a, a cottage and three like assembled mice sort of growing out of the 
the center of this book that was open and it was all very <laughs> fluid and organic and it looked incredible and almost you know at first glance didn't look like it was made out of lego and i was like holy smokes that's amazing uh, I want to be able to do something like that. And then, you know, just several tables down in another theme, he had this massive Batman Gotham City uh, build, which was like a big backdrop uh, of Gotham City that almost looked like the cover of a comic book. And then in the forefront, you know, these minifigure vehicles and, and, and you know, minifigures battling it out on the streets of Gotham. And I recognized that those two things were by the same builder. And I was like mind a little bit blown and I was like this is awesome this is amazing um and now you know here like maybe this is five years later five uh so that was probably five or six years ago and now I know the guy and we've been to events together and we've you know cooperated in various uh uh you know endeavors uh and so it's just it's just a blast and it's amazing and but there's so many others and and the people that reached out to me at those events and and thought my stuff was cool the stuff that I was like just very barely starting you know when I was when I was getting started they'd be oh that's so cool and that encouraged me and you know it's part of what I hope to do now for people if you you know if you show up at one of the events that I'm at you know come talk to me and and I I hope that uh we can share some cool things with each other. So one of my uh, hypotheses that I came that I came to when uh, researching our first episode was um, that uh, I think one of the reasons why Lego has become such a sticky kind of uh, uh, popular medium is because it's one of the few engineering materials that literally everyone actually understands on an intuitive level. Uh, you know, you don't you go to an art museum, you actually don't really know how like difficult it is to sculpt something from marble. You look at a bridge, you don't actually understand the steel work involved. Uh, you pick up your phone, you don't understand the soldering work that All it right. took to go into it. But <laughs> everyone on a fundamental level, at least like gets how much effort and what the tolerances are when building with Lego. But what I want to know is what are some challenges in building with Lego that most people don't even think about? What is the stuff like the weird uh, eccentricities of Lego building that you really don't understand until you start making a go of like some giant builds? Yeah, well, there are, you know, when you say giant builds, that just that makes me think of like like supply, you know, Mm. if you... You can only build what you have. You, know, you can only build with what you have on hand, and um, unlike you know, acrylic paint is the is the analogy I use all the time, right? That like it's almost like if painters were you know super excited about this one brand of acrylic print ac- acrylic paint that they use, right? And, and, and that doesn't exist, at least not to my knowledge, but it's sort of like in our medium, we're like super hyper passionate about this one brand that makes this one, you know, (laughs) particular system of, of this type of building material. Uh, So, you know, you, if you can build digitally and then you've got everything at your disposal and you make it as big as you want. And from there, what you're going to do with it is a whole nother story. But is there a program that's the most common for uh, kind of digitally pre-building stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's a few out there. Lego had their own for a while called Lego Digital Designer. There is another, there's this whole kind of open source 
world that has been around for a lot of years called like LDRAW and there's like databases that support that. But there's a new thing that just came out a couple years ago called uh, Studio from a, a website called Bricklink. That's my favorite at the moment. I, I mean, you know, people have their favorites, uh, but uh, yeah, so that exists. But if, if you're going to build you know, something big or intricate in real life, you have to have the pieces to do it or you have to collect the pieces to do it. And um, and that's that's challenging. And it's not cheap if you want really new shiny pieces. You know, a huge amount of my collection, my library at home here is uh, is used stuff that I get, you know, by going to stores that sell used Lego or by you know, buying lots from people on Craigslist or, you know, sometimes people just know I'm the Lego guy. So they'll just give me their old, their kids old box of Lego stuff. Um, and, 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 you know, another thing about it that sort of strange is it does have a very particular set of math to it, right? Set of geometry. It's not, you know, you're not building with perfect cubes. You, you're, you're building in this, you know, set of dimensions that is particular to Lego. And when they develop elements, there's a lot of genius that goes into them, you know, to make them work within that system. But it is something you have to get used to. Um, and, and, you know, it's as simple as maybe the simplest version of it that a lot of us would be familiar with is if you stack three plates, you have the same height as one brick, Right. Mm. Um, which, you know, I think in a lot of areas in our lives, you know, to think about stacking three of something is less intuitive than like stacking four of something or 10 of something. Right. And so it, that's just one example. And it's it's maybe one of the simpler ones because you can you can get into these really weird kind of like mathematical things where, you know, you've got half plates and, and you, you know, the. You've got stud heights, and I don't know. It's hard to even talk about that stuff. But a minifigure is four bricks high. I learned that. Yeah, is it? Is it not like some? I yeah. Without I, the hairpiece. Without okay, the hairpiece. Yeah, there you go. Um, so so yeah, there's there's all that kind of stuff, and and the more you work with it, the more you just sort of intuitively begin to understand like a, a more you know more depth in in those sort of like weird things about about the system is there a notorious piece type or is there a like famously finicky uh joinery that exists like uh you know uh is there is there like a specific bane to the lego builders experience that is commonly known if you've heard a snot that's probably one of the most common like terminologies you know it's an what acronym is a snot it stands for studs not on top and that's sort of like, you know, when people start using elements at different angles on their builds to bring out, you know, more detail or more possibilities in shape than just if you were to, you know, build a car with just by stacking bricks, you know. Um, and so that's a terminology that's been around for a long time. And, and some people, you know, when they're just starting out, can't quite wrap their head around that because the the geometry is different and so when you because the height of a brick is not the same as the width of a brick so when you turn them on their side you're you're fighting and you have to sort of learn how the height of a brick you know equals what number of 
width of a brick equals the height of a brick. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's all weird. Uh, so so yeah, figuring out that geometry stuff I think trips some people up when they're just beginning. Um, but it's it's actually pretty cool once you start to wrap your head around it. So obviously we got to talk about the uh, nationally televised elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> you are I'm sure you're under a million NDAs. I'm not going to ask who won or you know yeah, yeah. what uh, what's hasn't aired yet. But uh, could you talk to me about the uh, the audition process because it's always very fascinating. Um, I've auditioned for, I think uh, in college, I tried to get on beauty and the geek. That was a famously horrifying experience for me. So what was the experience? What was your experience kind of from like hearing about the show and then actually getting to be on the set? How did that pan out? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, I'll tell that story. So, uh, my, f- I have a friend named Kayla LaFrance. She won King of the Nerds season two, and so she has kind of been my resource for uh, <laughs> uh, reality TV coaching. If in the last no, they, like they, three or four you know, years, the number one thing to get on a reality TV show is do not speak on your reality. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and so, so she reached out to me probably almost a year ago and said just like hey i heard i heard lego masters is coming to the us keep your ear open and that's all she knew she had just heard from someone in the industry that it was coming so then i was at a san diego comic con in july of 2019 and there was a lego uh, digital media panel where you know they were talking about the various Lego kind of TV shows and, and digital shorts and stuff like that. They announced the return of Jack Stone. We all celebrated. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the end, I was just sitting in the audience of this panel. At the end of the panel, they announced that Lego Masters is is coming to the U.S. It's official. It's going to be on Fox. And they said the website to submit your application for audition is open right now. And and then it was like, thank you very much. And the panel was over. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to apply for this. The moment I walked out of the panel room, I messaged my buddy, uh, my buddy Mark. And I said, like, hey, uh, do you want to audition for Lego Masters with me? And he said, yes. And then it was just kind of crazy. I, you know, it was sort of a, like, you submit an application online. Somebody, I, I think someone actually reached out to us through our Instagram accounts, like, three days before we hit send on our application. So we were intending to apply and they, it seemed like they had a lot of people, you know, a lot of like kind of casting director mm-hmm. assistants, you know, scouring Facebook and Instagram and and reaching out to people just to kind of gauge interest and, and get people interested in applying. And, and so we, t- we actually talked to a guy who does that job and we were like, yeah, we're thinking about applying and, blah, 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 blah. And he asked some questions and then he's like, okay, yes, please do apply. Like that's the <laughs> next step is apply, submit the application. So we did. And then uh, some time went by, I think a couple weeks went by and, and, um, and then we got an email that was like, Hey, we'd love to do a Skype call. And then they wanted to do another Skype call. And we had to wear the same thing in the second Skype call as we did in the first Skype call so that they could splice it together and make it look like one Skype call when they pitched <laughs> it to the network. And, and then eventually they were like, you know, we want you to send us a bunch more pictures of stuff, you know, things you've built and pictures of you together and uh, send us some videos. And, and you know, luckily with the work that we've done with Beyond the Brick and, and my own YouTube channel, we were able to just throw a lot of stuff at them, right? Because, mm. you know, we, we had this stuff and 
uh, video content and photographs and, uh, and were you aware of your own narrative, like going into this, were you pitching your own story or were you just giving them the raw material and letting them be like, you present us however you think it'll, it'll work. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. They were really just looking, they were looking for the thing that like, what is it that unifies Boone and Mark? Like who are mm-hmm. Boone and Mark and what is their story? And, and we found that a little bit difficult because really all we had in common was Lego. Yeah. Um, you know, our work is very different. Our other interests are very different. And um, we discovered each other through Lego and that's how we became friends. Um, and so then I think it ended up being that like the thing they latched onto was like the beards and the plaid, you know, and it was sort of like <laughs> those were the characters and that's us. I mean, we just... We're wearing our normal clothes on, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today but uh yeah eventually someone was like hey we might want you to come down for casting finals like so we had to commit to being willing to come to casting finals before they would you know i think probably a week before they would tell us we were coming to casting finals and then they flew us down and that was a whole little thing it was like a it was like a miniature version of you know a build competition and i don't think we knew we were going to be on the show until Maybe a week before we flew down to start filming, and wow. we did we did not know who else was going to be on the show. You know, we we figured that they were probably all at that casting finals event that we had been to, but uh, we didn't know until you know we we flew down on a Thursday morning, and uh, now I'm probably getting into stuff that I shouldn't talk about, so I'll just say this last thing, but. We flew down on a Thursday morning. A uh, production assistant picked us up at the airport and drove us straight to set. And we had work all day long, and we were just immediately in the thick of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, wild. The first, the first episode alone is a thirteen-hour build. That's Fif- fifteen. Qu- 15. fifteen. And yeah. I mean, not to you know, not to peek too far behind the curtain, but you know, a lot of these shows have a very uh, tight filming schedule because obviously. They need to get a lot of, you know, it's just to get it all done very quickly to keep costs down. So, like, you know, for someone that's like, oh, I enjoy Lego building. Now it's like, oh, no, no, no. You are not doing anything besides Lego building for, you know, a week or two straight. That has to be harrowing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like, did it affect your like uh, relationship to the brick? That's, I don't think so. I still love (laughs) it. I still am going to do it. 
Um, you know, I made the analogy to the acrylic paint earlier. Like, mm. does a painter, uh, you know, hate a particular piece after they've struggled through it? Perhaps. But are they going to curse the, the the bottles of paint that they used? You know, no, I don't think so in most cases. Maybe maybe for some people, maybe some people would have that experience. I didn't. You know, I I... I think it's more of the ideas, right? Each idea that we executed on the show, we're either done with it or we're interested in pursuing that idea further, right? And and so I because I have been asked that question before, like are you are you sick of it? Are you just like, you know, and I guess I could see you being sick of it. And so there are certainly some things we attempted some ideas that we had and pursued that I am fine leaving in the past, you know, and, and it, and it's easy to do that. But, um, but as far as building with the brick, I'm going to keep doing it. So, (laughs) so Lego is this very weird thing where it is a medium. It is a physical building platform. It is Mm -hmm. a system of interconnecting bricks, uh, made out of ABS plastic, but it is also a family friendly cultural company like you know disney or uh all the companies that disney now owns that i can't think of another example uh you know uh, is there any tension within the community kind of uh knowing that uh lego officially is like no you can't have modern firearms and no you can't have sexuality and no you can't have uh dv any other kind of deviant theme or is the fact that it is this family friendly facing culture uh, does that actually just make it more wholesome and more engaging? I think you have a bit of both. I would say most, in my experience, most people tend to be comfortable with the latter. But I, I, I think because you can take the pieces and you can build whatever you want, there is this spirit of like, uh, you know acceptance for what individual builders want to do with their Lego pieces, at least from the standpoint of other builders, perhaps not Mm. from Lego corporate, perhaps, you know, not from other, you know, various outlets or whatever. But, you know, I think we tend to give each other a lot of freedom you know, in making the decisions about what we're going to build. Um, And and so, you know, I think that there are people out there who, you know, if they want to depict modern warfare and need the uniforms and the weapons to do it, they're just going to go find them. And they're going to get them from a third party or they're going to build them themselves if it's larger than minifigure scale. And then in the after hours of a lot of Lego conventions, you find everyone who is interested sort of gathering in the basement somewhere to, you know, explore more, I the guess. forbidden you would, alchemy. You would, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so those can be, those can be fun uh, for, for people who enjoy that or, or even people who just like to watch. Uh, you had to say people who like to watch, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think, and even for that, even, even in all of that, it's, I think for the most part, it comes down to people having fun, people being creative, people expressing themselves through their ideas. And are there people out there who are enraged about certain aspects of that? Sure. Does that permeate the community? I would say no. Okay. 
Yeah, and, and you know, I tend I tend to be very optimistic about the product and the company and what they're doing, and I I just I'm probably on the end of the spectrum that is just always going to feel pretty generally good about what Lego is doing and what culture they're trying to build. Um, but I'm also not going to harass anybody for you know what they want their experience of it to be. So I think there's room for. Just room, gonna room for almost everything. Write down next to your profile, normal person. You are <laughs> expressing some solid normal person opinions. Uh, have you any? Have you heard of any adult fans of Connects or Playmobil? And if so, where can I beat them up? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, uh, not Connects. I haven't heard of that. It probably exists out there. Um, Playmobil actually does have uh, a growing, you know, fandom online. Uh, but the big one for Lego fans is Mega Bloks. We <laughs> almost, we almost universally hate Mega Block, and we almost universally will make fun of anyone who uses it. And uh, uh, <laughs> and Hasbro Creo just not even on the radar. Yeah, just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, most people just I don't know. I, most people just don't even talk about that stuff. And Lepin, <laughs> Lepin is like uh, the devil. Uh, like for for you know most Lego enthusiasts, it's like it's like um, I don't know if Mega Block is like the the school bully or or you know the the someone you want to avoid. Lepin is like the Antichrist or something. I you know I don't know. No, uh, Mega Bloks is that kid that nobody likes. Yeah. Lepin is like the kid that eats worms that nobody even wants to acknowledge. Uh. <laughs> Boone, thank you so much. Uh, where can we find your work? Uh, where can people, uh, you know, support you and just follow you and just plug away, plug like a madman. Yeah, Boone builds B O O N E B U I L D S. Pretty much everywhere: Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and dot com. You can find me. Uh, as Boone builds at all those places. You know, on YouTube, I'm really shifting. For a lot of years, I didn't know whether I was making a channel for kids or adults, and I'm really trying to shift that to focus on stuff that will be interesting to the adult fan community. So uh, youtube.com slash Boone builds. And Instagram is probably the place where I share like most of my stuff as often as I possibly can. So Instagram or uh, Instagram.com slash Boone Builds, or Boone Builds at Instagram. And Facebook, uh, the same thing, Facebook.com slash Boone Builds, but you're going to get pretty much everything from Instagram and, like, some stuff from my regular life at, at, uh, at, at, at Facebook. So Instagram is fairly well-focused on my Lego endeavors, the stuff that I build, and the events that I attend that are related to the Lego fan community. And Facebook, you might get an average rant about traffic or a picture of my daughters or something. So. Uh, well, for, uh, speaking for myself and Holden, uh, we'll be rooting for you on Lego Masters. Uh, I hope I can see you just uh, make that sweet old man cry in a ditch, having just decimated him <laughs> on the field of build battle. Thank you so much for your time. And hey, you uh, know, real quick, I also should say my my buddy Mark on the show. I couldn't have done it without him. You know, we we made an incredible team, and you can find his awesome builds at uh, M E Crookshank on Instagram. So, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoys everything they uh, see out there. Yay! Until next time, uh, 
brick it till you make it. That's <laughs> not a that's not a saying. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.